It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. After waking up to temperatures in the upper 30s and low to mid 40s, we'll warm up well into the 70s this afternoon. Wall-to-wall sunshine expected through the morning hours and through the afternoon. For tonight, temperatures dipping only into the 40s under a mostly clear sky. And for your Tuesday, a mix of sun and clouds, high temperatures in the upper 60s and lower 70s. We will see rain chances returning by Wednesday, drying out by Thursday. Currently 46 degrees in Lynchburg, got some fog there, 44 in Bedford, 43 in Roanoke, 43 in Danville, 43 in Salem, and 47 in Appomattox. Easing you into your Monday morning, hope you're having a good one so far. We're excited to have you along. Of course, for those of you who don't know, Mark Lamb has uh, has retired on me. Who? And uh, stop. We love Mark, and uh, I did get to see him this weekend. He is doing well. He's enjoying sleeping in. So basically, I've taken it upon myself to call every M I know uh, this week for the morning jam with Janet and Mike this morning. Uh, <laughs> Mike Norfield is with us. Mike and I have known each other a few years. A while. Yeah. Yeah, we've known each other for a while. So, I had uh, hair when You did have hair. Did. Uh-huh. You don't have as much hair now. No, it doesn't turn gray. It just turns loose. <laughs> That's something you and have, you and Mark Lamb had in, had in common, for sure. Well, make feel so, let's talk a little bit about what it is that you're doing now. Now, we started, uh, we got to know each other because we were on Praise Team together. I, I was singer, you're a drummer, and that's how we got to know each other. But now you, uh, well, own and operate Visiting Angels here locally. So I thought it would be fun to have you come in and talk a little bit about what you do. And one of the things that our listeners are concerned about is they're at that age now where they're caring for aging parents. And uh, it, it's an area of unknown territory. I mean, I've I've been through it. With my parents, I lost my dad a little over a year ago, and uh, it's a painful thing, and it's a frightening thing when you feel lost and, and rudderless, but a lot of what you all do is you help people go through this. We do, we do, and we, we always tell people when they call us, you know, that they're, you know, I'm, I'm just not really sure what to do, I'm not sure what to look into, and, you know, so we... Um, we always tell tell people when they call, you know, even if they never use our services, if they have any questions about, you know, how to deal with an aging parent, just give us a call. We try to be a resource because we do this every day. So whereas, you know, I just referenced, I just sent someone to you yeah. last week. And that's what's so great about you all is you're not going to try to high pressure sell them or anything. Nope. You just want to help people. Yeah, we just um, I always joke. I always wanted to be CEO. So I call myself the chief education officer. I'm here to just <laughs> go into homes. You know, when I go and, and do a consultation, when someone's looking into care, I'm not there to sell anything. I'm not there to push. Oh, you need this many hours, anything like that. We just want to give you all the information and um, what kind of will blow people away is they'll call us and if we don't have staff you know if i know i can't staff something within two weeks you know we're going to give you the the names of some of our uh, great competitors like the key which used to be generation solutions and um you know care advantage and um, home recovery and uh home and that's and that's really like that. unusual when you have a, a business that the, that you work together that way yes and it's a very competitive business but it's also i like to refer to us as co-opetition uh, because if 
Um, like the key, the key and I work very closely together. Brandy over there that, that does their intakes is fantastic. You know, um, we, we communicate weekly mm -hmm. and we have, you know, both tried to help the same client and, you know, someone looking for care for a parent. And, you know, and you're not going to be the best fit for everybody. We're not. We're not. Every so, situation's different. Right. Every situation is different. And, you know, it all depends on, you know, we are in a staffing shortage. So, you know, CNAs are hard to come by. Um, luckily, we have a great new team in place that does um, hiring and things like that. And we're actually overstaffed right now, which is the first time since wow. we opened. Um, so we're, we're kind of telling people like, hey, we can go really quickly. Um, you know, but in a week it could be, you know, flipped again <laughs> right. and we could be understaffed again. So, you know, we don't stop that hiring process and all that stuff, but you know, we also, you know, and it, with other companies, it's the same thing. Sometimes they can staff something at, at the drop of a drop of a hat and mm -hmm. we may struggle to, to staff something. So we always, you know, tr tell them like, Work don't together. just call us, yeah. call another, call another company and our, our, um, I will say that most of the companies in this town that I work with, with all the companies that I work with and that I know, they just want to see people get care. So when we are um, working with a family and I tell them, hey, call the key as well. And, you know, so Visiting Angels and the key are both working together to try and staff. And it's kind of a race to the finish line. Whoever gets there instead of, you know, well, they took our client or something like that. Sure. We just celebrate them and like, hey, great. Another, you know, because if we all have a good reputation and we all handle things well, we all win. Right. Um, so, you know, it's there's plenty of people that need care out of there. I think it's 10,000 people a day turning 65 for the next 15 years or something like that wow. so um you know it's a it's a growing client base so let's let's talk a little bit about um being prepared yeah there are a lot of people who aren't at a, a place yet where they would need to call a visiting angel or you know some of those places um but one of the things that i tell everybody after having gone through it is you have to have a plan you have to have a plan in place because how many people do you talk to that are actually broadsided? They they haven't even begun to think this process through, usually because we've got little kids we're raising. Right. We're the sandwich generation. So we, you know, um, probably 85 percent of the time people are calling and they're like, mom's coming home from the hospital today. Mm -hmm. um, that's not the best time to call. The best time to call is, you know. If, if you're like, oh, I'm not going to need this, you know, most seniors are about one fall away from needing some kind of assistance in the home. Um, and it doesn't take much to, to have a fall. So. It just happened. It just happened to my father-in-law. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he fell off of a chair, broke 10 ribs. I didn't even know we had 10 ribs. Punctured. So. I didn't either. Yeah. That was new. Punctured yeah. his lung, did damage to his back. I mean, it can happen just like that. And uh, so there are things that you can do. When you're dealing with your your aging parents uh that you can do now like tell them don't get up on a stool right don't get up on a chair if you need to change a light bulb call me i will change your light bulb these are conversations we need to have with our parents exactly exactly and you know um you know my parents are getting older and and my dad is... which is hard for me to grasp it is it's hard for all of us to grasp that our parents get older because they've always taken care of us exactly and and you know it's um there's always that time where that shifts and all of a sudden we switch roles and sometimes we become the parent and they become more like right. the child. Um, and, you know, just because their needs change. So, um, you know, a couple of years ago, my dad got diagnosed with cancer and right. has gone through over 45 um, cancer treatments and he can't go like he used to. Mm -hmm. You know, he does really well. He feels great. But, you know, it can impact it can and it can also impact their memory when it they can. go through cancer treatments and it things can. like that. They call it chemo brain. 
chemo so, brain. I know that's that's yep. how dad started. That, yep. that that that's what happened with him. Yeah. Um. And and so it, it's it's a difficult thing to deal with. I guess the important thing is don't be afraid to ask for help when making a plan. Exactly. And and we're here to help you make that plan. And um, you know, we have um, you know, depending on the financial situation, you know, Medicare doesn't cover. Uh, personal home services, which is what we're deemed as, um, but Medicaid will cover some of that. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't work with Medicaid just because we would have to have a whole extra team just to handle the paperwork and things like that. And we sure. are a fairly, I say we're a fairly new company. We've been open since 2017. So, you know, we're coming on six years. So, um, you know, we're not brand new, but it still, it takes a lot of paperwork and people mm-hmm. who manage that paperwork to do that. So, um, you know, we always try to help people find the resources that will help them. Um, and, you know, it's important to have a plan um, to handle that financially as well. Like, you know, if we, there's long-term care insurance. If you are a veteran, there's a program that will actually provide home care. We do work with the Veterans Administration. I'm very proud to be able to give back to our mm-hmm. veterans with that. Um, there is a limited amount that they will cover. But sometimes, you know, I tell people a little bit of care can go a long way. Um, okay. Now we just got a text in. They said, go back and say that again. The um, There is the veterans the piece about the veterans sure what about the veterans so the the veterans administration will cover um if you served um active duty during an active war i believe it is um it's not so much asset driven um like medicaid is Mm -hmm. um you can have you know resources and things like that um and um and sometimes the family's not aware of that right and it's a long process to get those those benefits in place i mean it could so you start early you start early. We have a, a gentleman who's our, a client with us, and they, they pay privately. And um, he started the process when he was 90, and he jokes he's now 93. Hopefully for his 94th birthday, he'll get some benefits. So, um, you know, and they don't need a lot of care. They just need help getting to the grocery store. And, you know, they don't drive anymore. So help get into the grocery store and some things around the house, different things like that. So um, And now, and now, so you all do that kind of thing. Yeah, we do. We do. So, as well. So it's not just like medical care. Right. And we're actually considered non-medical um, or medical non-skilled care. So we, we don't do like, you know, insulin shots and things like that. Um, you know, the medicine has to already be dosed out from a prescription bottle for us to be able to, to do uh, medication reminders, things like that. And um, but we help with um, laundry. Uh, we, we call it light housekeeping so we can help with laundry. We can change linens and bed sheets because mm-hmm. if you think about it, last time you put that fitted sheet on your bed, you were probably leaning over in not a 100 percent balanced position. And, you know. Um, it's a workout. I've got a big is, bed. It is a workout. So. That's the only workout I get. So <laughs> the, um, but the, you know, things like that where you're, you're kind of in an unnatural position can actually be more risky for a fall. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so, you know, if, you know, you fall down behind the bed, you know, sometimes right. it's, it's going to take a team to get you out. So, um, you know, we have, um, we also do, you know, we do meal preparation because, you know, those lean cuisines out of the freezer are not a healthy option. Get kind of old. I mean, yeah. it's, you might as well lick the salt block and just go on with it. So, um, you know, we um, we do meal preparation and, of course, do dishes and things after that. And, you know, clean up and, you know, we wipe the bathroom down. You know, we're not behind, yeah, just the, not the, behind the toilet with a toothbrush doing, doing heavy cleaning like that. But we, we help maintain things and, you know, different things like that. So, so that they can feel good about do. the place that they're in. Exactly. You, you want to stay home. You want to stay, stay happy, healthy, and all that at home. We're going to take a break and come back, and we're going to talk about uh, the number one thing that aids in the decline of elderly. It may not be what you think. We'll be back with more here on The Morning Jam. I'm Janet Rose. Mike Norfield sitting in with us this morning, and we're glad about that. Hope you're having a terrific Monday so far. 
the morning jam. We are the Virginia Talk Radio Network. The Morning Jam with Janet on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Good morning. It is Monday. We're glad that you're here and uh, joining us on the Morning Jam. Be sure to download our app. Take us with you anywhere. Go to the lynchburgportal.com and you can get everything from the latest events and long-range forecast, which is definitely warmer this week. Hey, Mark Norfield is with us uh, filling in as guest hosting duties uh, today. He's with Visiting Angels. We've been talking about aging parents, which is something a lot of us are dealing with. And uh, before you, you have to call Visiting Angels, you know, what can you do to make a plan and to keep your parents healthier, longer. Um, People call Mike all the time asking some of those questions, getting plans together. One of the things that you and I were talking about over the weekend is I came across this article that uh, showed a study that feeling depressed or lonely age us faster than smoking. That's insane. It is is insane. It makes total sense, though. So, um, Because a lot of what you all do, I mean, even in your name, Visiting Angels. Right is you offer that companionship, that break in the day where they feel cared for and seen and talked to. Yeah, and we have a couple of clients where, you know, we just go in and basically we are that companion. We are, you know, there so that they feel safe. You know, yes, we help with some meal preparation, you know, we house may do some keeping light housekeeping, stuff, yeah. different things like that. But the main thing is, is um, the kind of the side benefit of everything else that we do is you, you've got that person coming and, and we try to fit not just like the skill set of somebody to the client's needs, but also personality wise. Um, we always say there's a lid for every pot, you know, right. and, you know, not every caregiver that's out there, every CNA, every PCA, things like that are going to fit that lid, mm-hmm. you know, that lid to that pot perfectly. Um, but we've, we've got a couple clients that, you know, mom and dad, you know, live here, they live, you know, in another state, sure. something like that. And they just kind of want eyes on them just to make sure that they're still doing okay because, you know. And you if can, you see something changing, you can can it, report it exactly, to them. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, we, we require just eight hours a week to be a client with Busy Angels. So it's not like round-the-clock care or nothing. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, um, we have a lot of options that are more affordable that are just, you know, the those two, four-hour visits a week. And right. that can go a long way. And, and, you know, where that socialization is important. And after reading this article, like, you know, that it can it's really It's crazy. Have, physical detriment for you to be lonely and and depressed they say you've got your chronological age Mm -hmm. um you also have what is known as a biological age based on the aging of bodily functions influenced by genetics lifestyle and other factors they're saying studies have previously suggested the higher the biological age the higher risk of various diseases and the risk of death now they're saying they've created a digital model of aging revealing the importance of psychological health yeah that that your body and soul you know are connected so more than smoking even more than certain diseases loneliness and depression can can impact you now do you ever come across a client where maybe the children reach out to you and they're like look we are in a different city we just want somebody to go in Make sure all their lights are working. Make sure everything's cool in the house. And if you see any changes, let us know about that. Do you ever have a client who says, I don't want these people in my house. I don't need company. I'm completely fine. It is our number one obstacle to providing care. So is that pride of I don't need help. So um, I'll tell on my dad because, you know. 
Um, <laughs> he, he's, he's a good sport, I hope. Um, so Too late now! <laughs> so when he got his cancer diagnosis, he actually, um, we, my mom and I were actually at a, a funeral in Florida. And in the middle of the funeral, my um, wife calls. And I'm like, she knows I'm in the funeral. Why is she Why calling? Why is she calling? It must um, be something important. So I, I text her and I was like, what's going on? Is everybody okay? She goes, it's your dad. And I'm like, text me, be blunt. Like, right. I'm in a funeral. I don't have time to chit-chat. You know, things like mm-hmm. that. Not being rude, just kind of like to the point. And so um, when he ended up going into the hospital, got his cancer diagnosis, had surgery. When he got out of the hospital and came home, I show up with our registered nurse from my office to do an assessment so that if he needs somebody, we can just send him because part of doing the, you know, we do a consultation with the family, make sure everybody's on board. We take the RN in. She she develops a custom care plan, but we've got to make sure that the home is safe for the client, safe for the caregiver, and we can provide that right level of care. Based on what's going on right now. That is required by the the state. Mm -hmm. So I show up with my registered nurse. Now, my dad and I are co-owners in the business. Right. um, I show up and he goes, I don't want that. I don't need that. I don't need any help. And, and I'm like, he is the co-owner right, of the business. Exactly, exactly. And so so we go in and I'm like, well, we're, we're going to do this just because, you know, it's, it's great practice for me is the way I spun it, right? So, nice. so we do it and, and when it was done and he ended up, he, he didn't need care because he had a, my mom has been wonderful and, and has been As a great is. caregiver to him yeah. for through all this time. And, um, you know, I, I need to make a little plaque to put her on the wall, you know, caregiver of the year, whatever. So, you should, yes. Um, but we... Um, so we, we show up to do that assessment and it, it, there was a lot of resistance. And I mm-hmm. was like, you know, dad, this is what we do for a living. This is our business, you know? Right. And, and after it was done, he goes, well, that wasn't that bad. And, and it wasn't what I thought it was. And, um, he goes, I guess, I guess that does make your job challenging when people don't want to accept help and accepting the help is, the, is the biggest thing. But I will tell you a secret about, about our company is we have a minimum of eight hours a week, but we don't have very many clients that just take eight hours a week mm-hmm. um, they may start with eight hours a week but right. it doesn't take long to go well, you know i think i kind of like a third day right you know, then we're there monday wednesday friday something like that and then um you know it it very rarely does somebody start care and go i i can't stand this it's it's not what's for me um you know usually as soon as they you know we always tell them give us a couple of weeks and just kind of see how it is and then they kind of fall in love with the idea of somebody coming by and you know it's interesting like mike because we have we have mutual friends uh our mutual friend josh and this has been probably 10 years ago i uh, i told i told him that i really thought this was this was something you would be super good at mm-hmm. is dealing with L- and i think you and i had even had that conversation yeah. before you even went into this um because it does take a, a special personality to uh, because you do have a sense of humor you can bring some levity to the situation right. um it's not all clinical and right. and and that's really important when you're going through these difficult conversations i mean you've got to have conversations about taking keys away right. and losing their independence they are painful difficult conversations to have they are and one of the things that you know you you want to do, I cannot stress this enough, is you want to make a plan now. You don't want to wait until it's it's too late. You need to ask for help when you need help, probably before you think you need help. There are jo- support groups out there. There are, and one of the things that we recommend is just calling a company. It doesn't even have to be Visiting Angels. I mean, sure. Visiting Angels is a great company, at least I think so. <laughs> and um, I hear their director's kind of weird, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> but other than that, but other than that, they're a great company. And um, you know, but but you know, we have people that'll call us, and you know, um, I've talked to people, and it, it's taken two years before we ever started care. But sure, they, they call and check in. Well, you know, hey, have your prices changed? Things like that, because with minimum wage going up, we are not a minimum wage job, but we. 
Right. You know, we we do need it to, all fluctuates. If minimum wage goes up, we raise our pay for our caregivers because we want to stay ahead of that and make sure that they just you know because it's hard work what we do. So um, with the caregivers going in, so it's 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 physically challenging sometimes to to get in and, and get things done, and then um, you know mentally challenging because you're you're dealing with a someone who you know if they've got dementia or something like that. Right. Um, a whole know, different ball game. Sometimes you hear the same four questions for you know three, four, five, six hours in a row. So, right. um, you know, we, we want to make sure that we're treating them well and, and things like that because we, we value our staff. But the um, having that conversation of, you know, um, what exactly can you do? What's the process to start? And, you know, if we have a relationship with someone, you know, for we've talked to them three or four times before they start care. When we go to start care, we feel like we kind of already know the situation. We, right, we exactly. Know, um, you know, how, how to talk to the, the son or daughter so that, um, you know, that they to make sure that they understand exactly what's going on and, mm-hmm. and keeping them in the loop. And, um, it's and there are even checklists and things that that you can that you can have. And like you say, a lot of times there's an incident and then they've got to go to rehab and you're not even familiar enough with the rehabs to even know where you want to send them. Right. And a, a, a lot of um, our seniors now will go to the hospital and, and somebody says rehab to them and they, they go, oh, they're going to put me in a nursing home and try to kill me. Right, exactly. I can't tell you how many times we hear that. You know, it, it, right. it sounds extreme. And, you know, we have a lot of great facilities in the Lynchburg area. We have a lot of great staff at those facilities. But but um, you've got to educate yourself. You, you've got to educate yourself. And, you know, the Medicare pays for, you know, up to 21 days of uh, in a rehab. And mm-hmm. we always tell people, like, take advantage of it. So. Right. Well, uh, as you can hear, Mike's certainly easy to talk to. The rest of his staff is the same way. So if you're in a situation where you're facing something like that, uh, maybe give Visiting Angels a call and they can probably help you. Now, we're going to move out of your regular mode into some uh, stories coming up, including uh, one where someone got arrested for not doing all of the the self-checkout properly. I knew it was coming. It, it really has happened now. We also have some stories from MSNBC where uh, they're blaming racism for DeSantis's popularity in Florida. And they're also talking at the same time white replacement theory and why conservatives don't like Hispanic people. It's very, it's, it's very, um, well, not balancing. I, I, I don't really understand how you can have both those stories from the same network, but you do. We'll have all that ahead. Got your local headlines with WDBJ7 and your forecast, which is a bit warmer this week. You're listening to The Morning Jam on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. After waking up to temperatures in the upper 30s and low to mid 40s, we'll warm up well into the 70s this afternoon. Wall-to-wall sunshine expected through the morning hours and through the afternoon. For tonight, temperatures dipping only into the 40s under a mostly clear sky. And for your Tuesday, a mix of sun and clouds, high temperatures in the upper 60s and lower 70s. We will see rain chances returning by Wednesday, drying out by Thursday. And currently 46 degrees in Appomattox, 45 in Amherst, 43 in Salem, 42 in Danville, 43 in Bedford, and 46 in Lynchburg. Well, uh, several prosecutors in Northern Virginia were elected on a platform of reducing incarceration. But now some elected Democrats are raising new concerns about the impact some of the policies are having on community safety and county budgets. In Loudoun County, Democratic Supervisor Kristen Umstad, an attorney and former mayor of Leesburg, is sharing her concerns publicly for the first time. 
She says her main concern is that uh, she's not meeting the requirements that a prosecutor needs to meet and that is protecting victims, protecting their rights and protecting the public at large. Well, imagine that. Her philosophy, and she's boasted about it, is that she should get as many people out of jail as possible. She's claimed to have gotten a couple of hundred people out of jail and has, in her state of justice statement earlier this year, claimed she saved the taxpayers $110 million. The um, the reaction that uh, the Commonwealth attorney had to that is, I made a statement that I said we saved the community $110 million. That actually happened to be the budget of the sheriff. I misspoke, and on an average basis, because we've reduced the jail population safely from 425 to 250 people per day, it's saving $13 million a year if the county chooses to reallocate those services. Um, she says that her title is Commonwealth Attorney for Loudoun County. I'm not a judge. Uh, I was a substitute judge. I'm no longer that person. So she is defending herself. The Dems are saying this isn't working. And it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out in the midterms. God's Pit Crew is teaming up with Martinsville Speedway. Obviously, Martinsville coming up this weekend in NASCAR. Shout out to Mark. He's probably excited about that. To provide food to those in need. Volunteers are working to assemble food boxes for families to pick up at a drive through event at Martinsville Speedway on Tuesday. The boxes contain two loaves of bread, peanut butter, canned goods, oatmeal, mac and cheese, spaghetti sauce and noodles, paper plates and napkins, and a Bible and devotional. Each box contains a total of 36 pounds of food. Families are encouraged to pick up two boxes of food per family in a case of Gatorade or Propel. The event allows up to two families per car and a representative must be present from each family. As mentioned, the distribution event will be held tomorrow, Tuesday, October 25th, from 3 to 6 at Martinsville Speedway. While supplies last, you can enter Business 220 on Industrial Park Road, then turn right onto Clover Road and follow the signs to the food distribution. A former West Virginia delegate who filmed himself entering the U.S. Capitol during January 6th riot has been released from prison. Derek Evans pleaded guilty to a felony civil disorder charge and was sentenced to three months in prison. In a video that Evans live-streamed to his public Facebook account and later deleted, he was about 20 feet away from the rotunda doors before they were breached. He narrated what he saw and heard, making such remarks as, Here we go. Uh, the doors cracked were going in. Once he made it through the doors, Evans exclaimed, we're in. He entered the Capitol about 2.40. He walked through the rotunda and a hall and left the building about 10 minutes later. In uh, January of 21, Evans resigned from the West Virginia House of Delegates, where the Republican had been serving as a representative for Wayne County. According to the Federal Bureau of Prisons webpage, Evans was released on Friday, he made social media posts calling himself a political prisoner and announcing a return to West Virginia. He still contends that the 2020 presidential election was stolen and um, the, with uh, examples of illegal voting, multiple courts dismissed election fraud, lawsuits challenging ballot certification measures in closely contested races. But apparently he's still sticking to his guns there. A $13 million security upgrade is coming to the Virginia Military Institute. This is just one of the many ways they stand out when it comes to protecting cadets, staff, uh, compared to other college campuses. And obviously, VMI being unique for its constant VIP visitors, which include U.S. presidents, vice presidents, and high-ranking military officials. VMI police officers do drill every month to protect the 1,700 
cadets. And obviously, uh, Virginia is very knowing with active shooter situations, going back to, obviously, the Virginia Tech massacre in 2007. Um, but, you know, VMI is very unique in terms of, even though it's not a direct, quote-unquote, academy for one of the branches, it is a military school that is uh, very prestigious, and you see a lot of known officials, hence the upgrades as well. So, uh, pretty uh, interesting stuff happening at VMI, and maybe some more positive news now happening with VMI that hasn't happened a lot recently. Could be. Our uh, toll-free number is 866-916-3776. If you're just joining us, Mike Norfield is uh, joining me on the show. Uh, we're going to be learning more about white replacement theory, not something I'm familiar with. Uh, there's nothing more fascinating than seeing two white women talk about how terrible white people are on MSNBC. Let's learn more, shall we? One way to understand replacement theory is that it comes out of a set of fringe ideologies. This has been a live idea on the edges of our politics um, in the recent past and even earlier in the 20th century. And the way it works is that it connects all of these different social issues that we usually think of as sort of capital C conservative um, through the lens of white reproduction and particularly through the birth of white children and a hyper focus on the white birth rate. Mm. So immigration becomes a concern because large numbers of people coming in might outnumber the white population in the country. But then also abortion is a concern because it might white lower the white birth rate. Feminism is a concern because if women are out of the home, that might lower the white birth rate. Yep. And we see a whole bunch of other issues like opposing gay rights, opposing transgender movements, um, opposing um, close contact with communities of color. All of these become seen as the same kind of a threat. <laughs> okay. Capital C, conservatism, if you weren't paying attention there. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say. I mean, what do, what do you say to that? So, so conservatives are afraid, uh, white conservatives, because uh, based on what they're saying, you can only be conservative if you're white. Apparently, you can't be a conservative of color, which is news to me, because um, I, I know I have many friends who are of color. They're, they're black, they're Hispanic, they're Cuban, very conservative. And uh, so they're probably not aware of this. Yeah, but they probably don't know. They probably don't know. Maybe I should tell them. Uh, also, when I was in San Diego, I met some of the, oh my gosh, most fun people. Uh, they were legal immigrants from Mexico, uh, very conservative. And one of the things that they told me is the biggest problem with the Democrats is they underestimate the work ethic of immigrants and they underestimate their values on small government and religious freedom and i really think it's going to be the hispanics that save the midterms when it comes to conservative policies and 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 the things that we hold dear it could be and um ben carson is shocked this morning Ben Carson is shocked this morning just to know that, that, that he could be he, black he, and he can't be conservative. So, um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, yeah, I, I think it's you know the this isn't a, a you know it's it's not like every white person is conservative Republican and every right person of color or other ethnicity is is a Democrat. I don't think that's how that 
I don't think that how that how that goes. I the think the interesting thing ever. is you have you literally have two white women sitting here talking about this, which just absolutely blows blows my mind. Also, if if we're concerned about birth rates of white people, wouldn't we be encouraging the LGBTQ thing? And I mean, they're not going to be having babies. Well, no, they're that's not. not possible. Right. And also, uh, when you when you're talking about um, abortion and being anti-abortion because that's going to lower the white birth rate, I got news for you, folks. Look at those statistics. Those are, I mean, there are white white babies, but by and large, that's not why Planned Parenthood came around. Right, and judge up on my Facebook feed lately, it seems like everybody I know is either pregnant or having a baby. And, um, you know, <laughs> but are they white? Well, most of them are. So, okay. You know, it's uh, I don't maybe Virginia's just an oddity. Who knows? Yeah, I I don't know either. But I I think this whole and and the reason I share these things with you is because we need to know what kind of ridiculousness is out there. Uh, this white replacement theory is the new attack on conservatives. Is uh, is that you're oh you're just afraid that you know the majority of people aren't going to be white? I got news for you. The majority, all of us are mutts. I mean, right. m- most of us aren't going to be. You I know. know, I come from a, a proud line of MUTTs, which is a very specific kind of mutt. <laughs> a very know. specific kind of mutt. Yeah, MUTT. Well, it's interesting to talk a little bit about your background. Your family is from uh, what part of England? Um, just south of south of London, like the Kent area. Okay. Um, it's, you know, usually if I say, oh, we're from Croydon, people just look at me like I'm crazy. So, right. Uh, but we're from like the Kent area and things like that. That's where my aunt currently lives. And um, it's just a little bit of chaos going on over there right now with their government. So, so your dad and, and mother came here yes. when you were how old? Uh, I was a, a year old. Yeah, I'm really sad that you so, don't have the accent. Well, that makes you know, me sad. I was born British, so this is my accent. So, yeah, no. Accent. Uh, yeah. He's not wrong. He is wrong. Uh, no. His parents have this beautiful lilt to their voice, and then we have Mike. Yeah, and, and I we, give him credit. We, we <laughs> like to tease my mom and tell her she's more um, like Mid Atlantic because she's like, "Would you like some tea, y'all?" You know, so <laughs> it's kind of a. She's kind of been a here too long. Yes, yes. She's like a British person trying to impersonate a Southern accent or something. No, it's mm. it's kind of just a crossbreed. It just kind of blends. You know, it's, it's depends what, on which way the wind blows. What are their thoughts about what's going on? across the pond no it's just chaos so um you know first we have king charles that you know i'm i'm not sure if anyone is really a huge fan of um so so do they find it difficult to call him king charles because it kills me i hate it it's not difficult it just feels weird so you know it because she's the only monarch they've ever known right and we knew that this day was gonna come but you know we just didn't know when it was gonna happen and you know um, to be honest with you, I really thought he would step aside and, you know, we would have William, but um, that did not happen. So yeah. it, it's going to be interesting to see. And I know that he's waited, you know, I mean, this is what he was born to do, I guess, quite literally. So Really? Um, well, I just think he's the worst. Well, I don't disagree with you, but, you know, it's... Um, but more importantly, do the people who live there, I mean, your aunt is still there, do they disagree with me? I think a lot of people are not excited to have... Charles is king, and I think they are. Um, I think it's more in retrospect of what it, what it came from. You know, we had we had Queen Elizabeth that was fantastic. You know, mm-hmm. um, all the way from the corgis to the crown, we we just loved her to pieces. And you know, she had a sense of humor. She was you know 
very nice to talk to people. She always made sure she took time to talk to people, things like that. Well, yeah, she was definitely a class act. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I learned about her? Well, we got to go to break. When I come back, I'm going to learn, tell you what I learned about her last week, which I thought was so cool. And we're also going to talk about self-checkout. You better make sure you get everything or you're going to end up in the pokey. We'll have that when we come back. Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the Morning Jam, 6 to 9 a.m. We are the Morning Jam. Good morning. Hope you're having a great Monday so far. I'm Janet Rose. Mike Norfield sitting in. He's the end part of our uh, Morning Jam this morning. For those of you who don't know, uh, Mark Lamb has retired because he's a loser, and I don't know why. He should call us and plan for for care in the future, I'm just saying. <laughs> Seriously. Maybe we'll reach out to him and tell him we he's enjoying his retirement, and that's a good thing. That is a good thing. Um, so we're getting to know uh, Mike a little bit. He is from uh, England originally. His parents moved here with him when he was about a year old, so he still has a lot of family there. We were talking about the loss of the monarch. That was a big loss for a lot of people. Not a lot of people thrilled about Yeah, not a lot of people Charles. really thrilled about Charles. But, yeah. Um, you know, I think it's... Um, we were hoping that we would just pass Charles. Do not, you know... Yeah, just, do not pass go. Just Yeah, just go immediately to William. It just didn't yeah. happen. It didn't, it didn't. Dad. So, And I think it would be good, you know, to have some... Some younger blood in that, in that, yeah, some younger blood in that uh, position, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. Right. So, so I was in the uh, grocery store line and went, they've got all the magazines up. Queen Elizabeth literally on every single cover yeah. of every possible magazine from the trashy magazines on up to Life magazine. She's on, on everything, certainly beloved by the whole world. I have learned some interesting things about her. Of course, she was a remarkable woman and was very, was a very smooth operator. She was. She was sneaky. She was very sneaky. Uh, of course, she greeted and hosted and entertained thousands of people. And she also had strategies of how to get out of things. Awkward situations. Right. Without drawing a lot of attention. Yeah. So she would put on her lipstick apparently um she used her makeup to let her ladies in waiting know when she wanted to go um i believe there's etiquette that ladies do not make their faces up in public a former royal footman said but she had her bag over the side and she would take her lipstick and put it on with no mirror or anything and that was a signal that she was ready to go and there are several photos of her doing this in public most of them, she was standing with Boris Johnson, I think. I'm not sure. So. <laughs> Who dropped out of the race. Who dropped out of the race. Boy, that was like quick. Last night. So. They're dropping like flies. Um, and we have, a, we have a funny quote in our, in our family. Um, whenever we do something for, for my son and he's kind of caught off guard, he's like, well, that was unexpected. Somebody said, uh, posted on Twitter last night, well, that was unexpected. I'm going to bed. So um, <laughs> it, was, it was quite interesting news last night. She would uh, apparently have similar techniques for banquets and formal dinners, which you knew about this one. Yeah, she would she would take her pocketbook, and depending on where she put her pocketbook, right? Um, you know, if she had it on her arm, she was good to talk, and you would see her every once in a while. She would switch hands behind her back, and that was a sign that she was, you know, pretty much ready to go. And and if she was at a dinner, if she put it on the table, table. five-minute warning. Yeah, yep. Your dinner was coming to an end. You better eat quick. So. Right. 
And then if her her big bat signal was if she would spin her wedding ring. Oh, that one I didn't know. So there you go. Um, Dale says she is not beloved by everyone. David Van Camp believes that she is the person who had Epstein murdered because of what he knew about Andrew. Hmm. Hmm. I, I can know. see maybe if Andrew did, but I don't think she, uh, he wasn't very, uh, he wasn't yeah, in the just, public eye. She kind of made sure he was. Well, and she immediately just like. Oh, shut him down. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Swatted him like a fly. Yeah. Uh, that's an interesting conspiracy theory. Yeah. Um, so also while I was at the uh, the grocery store, uh, I noticed that there seemed to be fewer cashiers than ever. We have that self-checkout story. We got a caller on the line now about self-checkouts. Good morning, Alan. Hey, hey! I was in uh, Ward. I was at the Ward Road Walmart uh, a couple weeks ago, and this guy in front of me had seventy dollars, about seventy-five dollars worth of groceries, and I was getting ready to go to the self-checkout behind him. But he he scanned everything, but he didn't pay for it, and walked right out the store. And I I told the girl to clear it up, and I said he didn't even pay for his groceries. Uh, and she's like, Yeah, it happens all the time. We're used oh. to it. And then she just oh. cleared the red. You had one job, lady. Looks like my grocery budget just expanded. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good lord. Yeah, I mean, Walmart. Walmart doesn't really. <clears throat> well, I know they got that story where somebody got arrested, but Walmart didn't really care with uh, shoplifting and stuff anymore. Because I know that one on Old Forest Road, when I worked at the beer company, they told me they'd lose like a million dollars a year. Well, they better start caring because the groceries are already through the roof. Right. And now, Alan, thanks for calling and sharing that story with us. We appreciate that. Uh, So a Michigan woman is being charged after allegedly stealing items from Walmart. Now, in this case, I mean, that's really bold. They scanned them and then just didn't pay for it. She just didn't scan all of her items. She was trying to be a little sneakier. Yeah, okay. She she was going for employee of the month. (laughs) Teddy Fleum was using self-checkout. Uh, when loss prevention workers noticed she wasn't scanning every item, she became became agitated and denied she was skipping items when confronted by the loss prevention worker and left the store. The incident caused the store to review its surveillance footage, and it showed that she had stolen more than $1,000 of merchandise by not scanning it from the Walmart since April. So this has been ongoing with her. Yeah, that's that's crazy. And and what makes it even weirder is you've got somebody that's watching her on the camera that noticed she wasn't scanning her items, but couldn't that person have just been a cashier to ring her up? So um, I love technology. I love making things easier. I don't necessarily like talking to people at the end of a busy day um, when I'm exhausted. So I like the self-checkout if I'm just grabbing a few things. But yeah, when but you've if got you're a whole doing cart, a whole buggy? I mean, it doesn't doesn't make sense. So, you know, and... And you, and, know, and you know what the worst horror is? And you and I have shopped together for like church things oh my gosh. at Sam's. I was at Sam's. They had one cashier. Yeah. And I had all of this stuff. And and somehow I, I'm a terrible cashier, let me just say. Yeah. And I and I rang up three aluminum pans and then the lady came and took off like one too many. Right. So then when I got up to the register, one of the things didn't register. So then I had to stand there. Now the good news was she gave me a ten dollar off coupon for doing the automatic check in. Yeah. So I ended up paying like fifty cents okay. for them. So that was kinda that was cool. Nice. But um they're putting in more artificial intelligence to catch this stuff um, because they've lost so much money. It's 
crazy. Yeah. So. Walmart's making an investment to make sure. I mean, Alan's like, well, they don't care. They're probably frustrated. Yeah. Having to be the and, and it's, checkout And it's place. one of those things that I don't think they'll be able to eliminate it for, you know, completely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they probably have a, an, you know, a certain amount that they'll just kind of let go. But um, yeah. So they said you can crazy. scan your stuff in the store at Sam's. And I signed up for that. So yeah. you can like oh, scan it thing as ever. you go along. So yeah. I did get signed up for that. So hopefully that won't happen again. Yeah, and it's it's nice to that that app that they have because whenever I go, I'm always going like for work and for me, and it's like you got to do two separate things and all that stuff. So I'll do one through the app and then check the you know whatever thing right. whatever I have less for, I'll do through the little checkout thing. But um, yeah, that's a look. Good thing. I was grateful for the lady out there because I, yeah. I you know I thought I had everything, but anyway, yeah, she uh, so she I mean she was on it. They'll she, always find that one thing you missed. And then so. I felt bad because I was like, I really did scan it. I really didn't steal. Look on the thing. See where she went back and I I, I like scanned it too many times. She was really sweet about it. I was just paranoid. Yeah. Hey, we'll be back with our final hour here on the Morning Jam. Thanks to Mike Norfield from Visiting Angels, who's joining us this morning as co-host here on the Morning Jam. We've got Bill Trefiro on the way at the top of the hour from the Roanoke News Desk with all your headlines from Roanoke, Southside, and Lynchburg here on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. You're listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network, 100.9 WIQO Forest and 106.3 WMNA-FM Greta Danville.